Welcome into another episode of Hoopstradamus Day 2 Free Agency Check-In. Uh, hitting a few more teams today with my good buddy Babasta Hadwala. Radio DePaul legend. Are you technically in the Hall of Fame yet or did that happen? Yeah, I, I think I'm in, but uh, I don't think I have a plaque yet. And no I didn't induction get a trophy this year or with anything. COVID and everything, I'm sure. I, I think we got an induction, but like it was virtual. And, and you know how it goes. Nobody made the, the plaque. Nobody added me to the trophy. Okay. I don't even know where the trophy is. But like, <laughs> in, in, in writing at least, <laughs> <laughs> or in speaking. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know man. How do we want to put it? Uh, coming from the first ever Radio DePaul Sports <laughs> Hall of Famer right here, congratulations. Welcome to Thank the you. hall. Thank <laughs> you. I, look, look, man, I'm just, uh, I'm blessed to be here. Uh, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all the opportunities that will open up for me in the future. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, there's there's no more fun than uh, college radio, and that's why we had to start Hoops for Thomas podcast to, to keep the fun going here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, so yesterday recorded with our, our mutual buddy, uh, Hamia Rain, and we, we talked uh, Lakers, Hawks, old Blazers. We'll get a little more Blazers again with you today because I know you're a, a big fan of the Blazers. Uh, we got the Rockets, the Nuggets, Celtics, Pistons, Sixers. So if you haven't heard that one, you want to hear those teams, go back and listen to uh, the volume one that we put out yesterday, the 24th, November 24th. Today is uh, November 25th. We're talking Clippers, Hornets, Blazers, Mavs. Probably a little bit of a shorter show, uh, but let's get right to the business of it because you had kind of a hot take, if I do say so myself. You said that the Clippers are in better shape with Serge Ibaka this coming year than Montrez Harrell. Look, here's my thing about Harrell. I think he was really good in, like, regular season, really good coming off the bench. But um, he can't guard Anthony Davis. He's too small. Um, He's not stretching the floor. Okay. Uh, Other than a hustle player and a role guy, what is he really bringing to you? Serge Ibaka, on the other hand, is at one time in his career was one of the better defenders in the league. Can still, still hang on that end. Still yeah. a very good defender. Maybe yeah. not that three blocks per game shot swatter that he was when he was with OKC, mm-hmm. but still a really smart defensive player. He's won a championship. He's been to two champ. He's been to two finals. Uh, he was a big part of that Toronto team. And last year he turned himself into like a sharpshooter. <laughs> it's like he that three point game has just been developing, 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 and like now. Old man Serge Ibaka is balling out, and then on the side, from three, yeah, not on bad. the side, not even related to basketball. He was part two of the "What It Do Baby" video, <laughs> so I mean, the chance that we get another one, I'll take that any day. I'll take that any day. Yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, yeah, just pulled up his stats and better than I thought. Fifteen and a half points per game. Uh, 8.2 rebounds, as you said, no longer, you know, the three blocks a game guy was, uh, about eight, nine years ago, but about a block a game and, And, uh, you know, yeah, he's only 30. So I will say I'd rather have him guarding Anthony Davis probably than Montrez Harrell and uh, offensively that you make a good point that he is going to be able to stretch the floor. So that's an interesting take. I don't know if I necessarily agree because I feel like, you know, long term, I'd probably rather have Montrez Harrell. But 
But, like, is this team thinking long-term? I mean, like, Kawhi and Paul George are just on those little short deals. So, it's like, True. if you think Ibaka is going to be an upgrade this year over Montrose Harrell, and the fact that Harrell got so little money, uh, maybe it was, maybe it's because he was going to the Lakers. Maybe it's like that was the market for him. I but mean, I, I think, think he, he the, took a discount the, for the Lakers because I yeah. think somebody definitely would have been willing to give him not necessarily max money, but a lot more money than he got. But a lot more. Yeah. But also, I just feel like Ibaka, um, I think you can play big with him and, and Zubox if you have to, especially against LA. If it's like Marcus Gasol and Anthony Davis on the floor at the same time. Yeah. You, I don't think you can do that with Harold because Harold doesn't bring the shot. Ibaka, it doesn't matter where he is on offense. He'll be able to camp around the three-point line, set a pick, and pop, or mm-hmm. just spot up and shoot it. Uh, I think it's a lot more flexible than Harold Zubox. I don't think that lineup ever worked for the Clippers. I don't think they tried it that often. I don't really know how many minutes those two played together, but I, I wouldn't want to see that, that lineup ever. And I think it really, it does let you play a little bit of bully ball. Uh, Ibaka, Zubox, Ibaka and Zubox together in the lineup. And then obviously Leonard George and, and whoever you want at point guard. Um, I also, Unrelated to Ibaka, I like the move to pick up Luke Kennard. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, I, that's the Shamit, sexy move for me. Look, Shamit's nice, but I think Kennard, he's got the shot. And then I feel like his creation is also really nice. I, I, I think he's much yeah. better than Shamit at creating his own shot. And then, you know, he was, what, a three assists per game guy last year? I mean, honestly, uh, As like a second, like, third year player? That'll yeah, keep you don't want him running point guard for you necessarily but like he's a really good passer yeah, yeah uh-huh. four assists That's per why game even as like as a two a guy i mean you're playing with leonard and george so it's not like you're going to be running it the whole time but like just as a guy who can have that in his repertoire yeah uh as like you're not limited to just stand in the corner and spot up he can drive a little a little bit he can pass a little bit i think it just makes them a much better team in terms of sharing the ball especially because like you know patrick beverly's not really like He's not like a 10 assists per game guy. Both, I mean, Leonard and George, They, I mean, Leonard last year had that career high in assists, but even him, he's not like a LeBron-type passer. I feel like they need somebody who can move the ball a little bit, and I don't think Shamit was that guy. I think Kennard's going to fit in really nicely. Yeah, Defense, I, maybe not that great, but like you're right. playing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Do you, how, how good do you have to be on defense if you're playing with those two guys? Huge upgrade offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean... Luke Kennard, honestly, I consider him one of the best shooters in the NBA. You know, he, he shot just under 40% last year, and I don't really get it. Like, if I'm the Pistons, you know, like, I think maybe they're concerned about his health or something, but I, I just I don't, don't understand. Get it. Why I would don't they understand. want why, – why would you give up on this guy? I know. I don't understand a lot of the moves the Pistons made, but I, I guess that's a completely different topic. I mean, they got rid of a lot of young guys. They added assets, and then they're giving Mason Plumley a Felicio contract to oh. be <laughs> very, very average <laughs> when Christian Wood barely got a little bit more I yearly mean, than, than Plumley did. And don't get me but, wrong. I think Plumley, like, for what he is, is good. Like, yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's a good uh-huh. backup center. He's a rim protector. You know, he's going to be able to finish on some alley-oops. Uh, he's just a, a good center. That's really it, you know. Yeah. I was surprised, and, and Hami and I were talking about that yesterday. We're kind of scratching our head looking at some of the moves the, the Pistons made. 
uh, you know, we didn't get into this one. Like we were talking about why did they add the guys they got, but also like, you know, this guy was running some point guard in their mini camp in late September. And so now this guy is no longer on the team, but you just gave another really good playmaker, as you said, uh, to the Los Angeles Clippers and another like valuable wing who's going to be able to play, uh, come off the bench. And I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's flirting with six man of the year type uh, numbers. I mean, it'll be, (laughs) there's only so much ball and Lou Williams there too. I don't know. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a really entertaining team. And I think they're going to be better this year. I feel like more chemistry. I kind of, I kind of like the Ty Lou move. I kind of like it. Players coach. Um, Players coach. Absolutely. And, and hopefully a little bit less of that load management, maybe getting some more chemistry. George is not going to be hurt. Uh, beginning of the season so hopefully he's able to play um and i mean he's got to live up to it i mean pandemic p playoff p those two <laughs> nicknames aren't going anywhere he needs to get rid of those nicknames he cannot be going into the postseason next year with people still calling him pandemic p or playoff p or all these little like you know the choke jokes that they have for paul george he needs to he needs to get rid of those he needs to actually show up when you it know, matters we'll see you know uh in the Hoops Dramas group chat, another Radio DePaul legend. <laughs> we got a lot of them over there. Uh, Gabriel Wilkins is talking about how basically he, he thinks that there's a good chance Paul George has moved because of the leverage uh, put on about uh, by Kawhi Leonard wanting Russell Westbrook. And so that also makes it interesting to see what happens if they do move Paul George, and then that means Luke Kennard's all of a sudden a starter. <clears throat> I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't want to switch out Paul George for Russell Westbrook, but like, that's me. I, I just feel like if you're going to play somebody like Zubox and then you're also still going to have, and then you're going to add Russell Westbrook to the lineup. I mean, like, I don't know if they, if they were moving Paul, if they had moved Paul George for Chris Paul, then sure. Then I'm like, yeah, bring him back. Can you imagine, yeah. Bring him back. Run it back. Run it yeah. back. Get him back. Put him with Kawhi Leonard. You're going to get even better defense from Chris Paul than you would from Paul George. And at a spot where you really want it. I yeah. mean, but, but Westbrook, I feel like you've already got Lou Williams. You've already got Beverly. I just, I, I, I honestly, I just feel like Paul George just. Paul George and Leonard, they can work. They can make it work. I think they can make it work. I, I'm just like. Also, I'm just like, yo, I need somebody. I need somebody to beat the Lakers now with Clay Thompson gone. <laughs> we need to get get rid of these stupid Lakers fans. They're, these LA fans are riding high right now. Two championships, two asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we need somebody to step up, and it's got to be it's got to be the Clippers because okay. I, I don't see anybody else in the West. Maybe maybe Portland if I'm trying to be really really optimistic. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Like, do they have a chance of beating the Lakers? Did they get better? Like, I don't know. Maybe marginally. Like, I, I would rather have Luke Kennard than Montrez Harrell. I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but that's mine. I mean, look, if, if you want a new age player and who fits – in terms of, like, how – who do you want if you want to beat the Lakers? I don't think Montrez Harrell is the one, guy you want because he's not going to bring the defense. Uh, I think Ibaka's maybe the guy you want because you want to get a little beefy. I feel like I feel like Utah thought about it too when they when they re-signed 
or well, didn't really re-sign, but brought back Derek Favors. I feel like everybody in the West is trying to beef up because you know you're going to have to go through the Lakers and these massive lineups they use. Uh, and the yeah. fact that they can they can really go big whenever they want. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's uh, it, they get and they got better. They yeah, they got better. Yeah, they got better. I think they're gonna miss Rondo, but like you're switching out Rondo for Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, and Schroeder. <laughs> who I mean, who isn't doing that? Yeah, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I, I have always been a Rondo fan, except for that one time he kind of whipped Kirk Heinrich into the scores table. Uh, but besides that, I've always been a Rondo fan. Uh, and I think that he's definitely a super – I mean, one of the best playmakers of all time, right? But, yeah, the Lakers want offensive firepower, and Schroeder, Schroeder brings that. Um, let's talk about a team that uh, Michael Jordan – is uh, building over here in Charlotte. Um, you're not a fan of the Gordon Hayward signing. Not at all. This has Nick Batum written all over it. <laughs> older guy, older guy, injury prone, literally the same exact contract. A guy who literally destroyed his leg two, what, two years ago and hasn't looked the same since. I don't know what they're thinking, trying to make him the best player on your team. Um, I honestly, I'm, I'm just, I was at a loss. I mean, it just feels like a real MJ move to sign Gordon Hayward. <laughs> it's like, you know, you look, you know, you're not getting anybody better. <laughs> so you settle for this max deal for Gordon Hayward. I, I, yeah. I have no faith. Like I, I think maybe LaMelo Ball can be good, but I don't think he's doing it in, in Charlotte. <laughs> I have no faith in Charlotte to actually, to, to actually get it done and become like a, every year playoff team they had that one year with Kemba and Al Jefferson but I don't think it's happening with this iteration okay so here here's I'll play a little devil's advocate here right uh here's why I think and let me pull up the the contract as well because I think that's key to look at the numbers because when you talk about the Gordon Hayward deal you have to talk about the numbers. And so four years, uh, $120 million, that's uh, 30, or $30 million a year. That's a freaking ton of money. Uh, don't get me wrong. But here's why I think they did it. Uh, the Hornets weren't that far off from sniffing the playoffs. And I think d- different teams have different goals. The Hornets are in a, hey, for the love of God, can we make the playoffs mode? They're not in a win now mode. I mean, I guess like that's kind of win now, but it's not win championship now. It's like, can we please get back into the playoffs? Uh, And so they're trying to get like a little bit more competitive and they were the ninth seed. You know, they, they didn't make the playoffs. They, um, but you know, they had a, they, they were, they were close. You know, they had the second, um, or I'm sorry, they had the highest winning percentage in the East among teams that didn't make the playoffs. And so they're close. They, they were 23 and 42. Uh, LaMelo Ball, I don't know what to think. I don't give a shit what you did in Australia. I don't give a shit what you did in Lithuania. I, I don't, I'm sure this is an unpopular opinion, but, you know, I'm covering the Pac-12 yesterday, or, or yesterday, last year, and 
you know, Onyeka Okongwu, he's he's playing for USC. Lowry Markinen, he's playing for Arizona. You know what I mean? This is a few years back now. But, like, these foreign players are coming to the United States to play against really mm-hmm. good competition in college basketball. And, you know, you see that at it, DePaul Athletics, whether it's, you know, the all the German soccer players they get or what. Um, I think they have another, like, uh, Femi something, another really good basketball player, right, who's from another country? I think they have someone – Coming from Canada, um, okay. I can't remember. The, the point is, like, I'm, I'm a little out of touch. The good international players are coming here to play college ball. And so I don't give a shit if you went to Australia. Don't give me that bullshit about how, how Australia is yeah. some great league. And even if it is, you shot 25% from three and are a bad defender. Like, I've seen the tape. The guy can – the guy's an athlete. The guy uh, is – he's got great vision. But – I am not at all sold. And what's to say he's not, you know, Lonzo 2.0, who's like a good player. But I don't think that he's going to be the best player in the draft. And uh, I could see him being a bust. So I'm just getting that out of the way. And, and like, honestly, like, I feel like you can – maybe you can make comparison that, like, I guess, like, you know, for what, first point guard taken this year. Um, and then, like, you can make the comparison. that Oh, it was last year it was – uh, it was John Morant, but like I feel like the the difference between Morant and yeah. Lamella Ball is like I feel like it's the difference between like an All Star and a bench warmer. I yeah, feel like it could I mean, be that yeah. big, and like I mean I just don't think like maybe on a good team it would be a good, be good fit. Who knows? But it's like it's like you you're you don't really have like I mean is there really that much to work with as the point guard on the on the on the Hornets. I like Devonte Graham. Yeah. I like Devontae nice. Graham. He's a very good player, very good shooter. And, and Hayward, I think that that's a good, of fit, course, like, good shooter alongside each other. It's not super conventional because like, you're going to have Graham kind of playing a lot of off ball with LaMelo when they're uh, on the floor together. The, the one thing I can't say about LaMelo is like, I can't knock his playmaking He's a very good passer. Right. And so when I kind of look at the Hornets and they're just trying to get over that hump and get into the playoffs, uh, I think that LaMelo is going to be able to set up Devontae Graham. You're going to have good spacing with uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, P.J. Washington is underrated. P.J. Washington is good. Uh, so they have some decent players. Malik Monk even has had his moments. I think that they're – I like Bridges as well. I think Bridges has been – Yeah, totally. Uh, he, he's He's been hanging around. I, I really – I think they're going to be one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Um, I, I don't I really – I, I don't really have much hope uh, in, in, in ball defending, Graham defending, Hayward maybe. I mean, he's not a great defender, but I guess he's competent. Yeah. I mean, Biombo as a backup center, Zeller, oh, whoever's, whoever's starting at too. center is going to be pretty, pretty rough either way. I, and, and then young guys on the, on the wings in, in Bridges and, and Washington. I don't really see anybody who's, like a lockdown defender yet, or anybody who's even like a defense first player. I think they're that, hoping that, that Hayward just sneaks him into the playoffs. Yeah. And the reason I mean, maybe he got so much money. What? Maybe it's doable in the East yeah. to like sneak in at like 500 or three games below, below 500 or whatever. Right. And, and I think the reason they gave him that money is because they don't have any leverage. You know, he probably got – that's probably the best offer he got financially. I'm, I'm not sure about that. 
But like, if I'm Gordon Hayward and I'm trying to cash a big paycheck, sure, man, thirty million dollars a year sounds nice. That's you know, set up your family for mm-hmm. the next few generations. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, tying it back into the Montrez Harrell situation, you know, Montrez Harrell took a discount to play for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward. You know, maybe he could have taken a discount to play for a team like the Heat. You know, not that that would happen, but like a, a team that's going to have a legitimate chance to contend out of the East or a, a team that could t- contend in the West, like the the Denver Nuggets, you know, mm-hmm. like they wouldn't have the – and this is all just random, right? Because like I haven't looked at any of the numbers and how much people have the money, but the point I'm trying to make is – a contender is not going to throw that kind of money at him, but for the Hornets, that's the price they have to pay because yeah. he shouldn't have any interest, frankly, in, in going there. If it's not money, <laughs> you're not, you're not attracting Kevin Durant. You're not attracting yeah. a Kawhi letter and you're not attracting Paul Tripp. You're not attracting these top free agents. I don't think MJ Zalur is doing anything for that sorry team, but yeah, um, I just really guess- like the last dance. I, I really think that Gordon Hayward's contract is going to end up being exactly what Nick Batum is right now to oh, Charlotte, so to where about. towards the end, hopefully he's not injury prone, but if, if he ends up being injury prone towards the end, it's going to be like exactly what Batum well, stats. that's the thing. He is injury Four prone. points, three rebounds, two assists in 20 minutes a game. Yeah. And, and they give a lot of money to a guy who's been Nobody wants. Yeah, yeah. It's a gamble. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win it. Look, four years ago, if you give that contract to Gordon Hayward, bravo. Bravo. Right. You've got an all-star player. You've got your building block. Right now, no. He's no. an injury or two away from being the knight, the black knight from Monty Python. <laughs> I mean, he is in trouble. All right? I think his, his knees, if we're making movie references, his knees are, like, worse than Bruce Wayne's. <laughs> I he probably needs to put that that little like machine thing he put on his leg <laughs> to act as like fake cartilage or whatever. He and needs then, that thing. Yeah, that's and the only he way he's staying healthy. <laughs> kicks right through the cement. Oh, my leg is better. I'm like, where was this for Derrick Rose? <laughs> anyway, let's let's move into uh, what are they? Your favorite team? Your second favorite team? Let's talk about the Blazers. Second. second favorite, second yeah. favorite. I mean, you see my room. There's yeah, Bulls, 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 Bulls everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a little bit more hopeful on the Bulls. Obviously, there hasn't been a lot to cheer about. So I'm a big Damian Lillard fan, as you know. So I, I think the Blazers kind of just snuck in there as like the number two team, if you want to say. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful for them. I'm really hopeful. I think um, the good thing about this new iteration of this team is that they're going to flip-flop where last year they had that amazing offense and a really bad defense, they're going to flip-flop. They're going to go back to a top five, top 10 defense, I think, with, with Nurkic for the full year um, yeah. and Covington coming in. I think that's really going to re- – because, like, look, these, these Portland teams have always had a pretty for, – for the personnel they ha- they've had, they've always had a pretty dependable defense. And I think it's because Stotts is – I mean, Stotts came in as a guy who was a defensive guy. With Dallas, he was a defensive coach. So, like, I think the defense will be a lot better this year. Covington is great. I, I'm so happy they were able to get Covington. They didn't Such really have to fit. give up so much. They've still got Gary Trent. I think Anthony Simmons is going to be Simon is going to be better this year. 
Uh, he's young. He'll keep getting better. And then you've got Hood coming back. So you've got another sharpshooter off the bench. Cantor, they brought Cantor back in for the second team. Yeah. Zach Collins will get better. He had surgery. He can, you know, Harry actually Giles look like a like, uh, I like really his good game. player. They've got so much depth. They've got Nurkic for a full year. I think people will see that Nurkic is a lot better than um, at least what's shown up since the injury. I mean, he had some monster games just coming off of a, a, a 16-month absence. He had that, like, 20-20-5 game uh, in the bubble. I mean, the dude can put up stats, and he can move, and he can defend. Yeah. As, as I said yesterday, I think Nurkic is the third-best passing center in the NBA. I think he's arguably the most underrated player in the whole league. Like, Okay. Yeah, I think you're going to make a case. I, I, I think Nurkic is better than C.J. McCollum. Honestly, I, I maybe like McCollum gets the nod right now because he's played longer and he's performed longer. But like another year of Nurkic and when maybe Nurkic that is healthy, conversation changes. Yeah. In a guy, that I mean, they missed him. Gave they away so much. I mean, I gave away. Yeah, but I, I still it haunts my dreams. I mean, they gave him away. They gave him away. Doug McDermott <laughs> down the line, he turned into campaign, <laughs> the tank uh, machine. <laughs> so. Uh. Don't get me wrong. At one point, I don't know if it's still the case, but, you know, the highest effective field goal percentage in the history of the Indiana Pacers is Doug McDermott. <laughs> so he's got that going for him. He's, he's a good player, but, like, he's not Nurkic. And the, the fact the Bulls gave away D- Gary Harris and – and they didn't know. McDermott was supposed to be awesome, right? I'm, I'm getting carried yeah. away. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, the, the point <laughs> is I love Nurkic. I, I think he's a really good passing big man. And he's starting to work on that three. You're starting to see him kind of extend his range. And he's just so damn strong. Yeah, I don't think he even needs the three because of his ability to handle and pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just another luxury. I mean, when you have a center who can pass like that, you've got Damon Lillard, you've got CJ McCollum, I think the, the possibilities are endless for what he could do. I think the only thing that has always been missing for them is that wing defender who they haven't had in this like Damon Lillard iteration since Matthews and Batum uh, were traded and or left. Uh, but I think I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I still feel like they need another star, but um, who knows, man? Right now, it feels like a duo league, and they have a duo. Well, so one I thing think I really like about Portland is uh, the problem with them is bad perimeter defense last year, right? Yeah. Insert but look, Rob Covington and Derek Jones Jr. And Derek Jones Jr., yeah, I haven't mentioned him yet. And he's Derek a, Jones he's Jr. a very good defender, too. Such a good fit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and he's versatile. Throw it up. <laughs> like, he can even play center because he can just jump over everyone. You know, the Absolutely. Heat ran him, like, Absolutely. everywhere. <laughs> and so, it's, it's going to be – Stotts is going to have a lot more firepower to play with defensively. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't need to go so deep into his bench anymore where, like, Wenyan Gabriel is playing big minutes. Uh, I, he doesn't need to do any of that anymore now because the uh, – just so much depth. Hopefully, I mean, it never works out for Portland. Like, it never works out for Portland in terms of, like, injuries and stuff. You know how they are. I think injuries are the, the story in Portland. So, let's see what happens between now and and June or May or April, whenever playoffs are supposed to be this year. Who let's knows? see what happens to Portland yeah. because, like, my Lord, it, it's like the basketball gods have no mercy on that city. Well, it's like, oh, you have a good, you just picked up a good player. I like his ACL. I'm taking it away. 
So if oh my god, always it's horrible. Something. So always if, if um, <laughs> let's say they stay relatively healthy, like normal, average, right? Maybe they have a few injuries, but like their core stays pretty healthy. Uh, where do you think they finish in the West, standings wise? I mean, they've they've they were always a good regular season team. So top four seed, I can see. I it mean, happening. last year they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think last year was because of the injuries. But when yeah. they're healthy, I mean, the year before they were third seed, conference finals. So like, I think they can be a top five seed, a top four seed, and I mean, with or without fans, I feel like the Moda is a really good place to be playing, playing at. So. <clears throat> Maybe they can do it. They can get back to being a top four seed. I don't think they're going to go towards the bottom because I feel like the Rockets are going to fall off a little bit uh, depending on what they do. Um, Clippers and Lakers seem guaranteed for top two, top three. You don't know what's happening with the Warriors anymore. So it's like an OKC is done. Phoenix is going to rise. But like, I still think Portland has the experience and the longevity to get a top five seed. Okay. And they take they'll take advantage if another team is slumping or another team has injuries. They'll they'll find a way to sneak into that top four. I could see maybe it, they're yeah. not maybe they're not a team that everyone thinks of as as like a finals contender or even I think of as a finals contender, <laughs> but they're a team that'll they, they'll they'll stick around, I feel like. Yeah, I think a lot I of it's gonna around. come down to uh what how how good Nurkic is this year. If he can really show that he's a star. But I, I put them in that Let's let's put it this way. Lakers, Clippers, I think probably still get the two best records in the West. After that, it's Denver, who might have gotten better, might have gotten worse, might have stayed the same, but you know, stayed pretty similar, you know. But then you have like Denver, Utah, Dallas, Portland, in no particular order. And then you have your dark horses, the Pelicans, the Suns, you know, who could take some huge leap. Like, who, who knows? I, I'm getting crazy there, you know, but, but crazy things happen. Uh, the Pelicans yeah. are going to be a hell of a lot better um, with uh, Van Gundy, I think. And they've had a decent little offseason. Not talking about them today, but let's, let's move on to the Mavs to close this one out. Because you said you liked what they did. I mean, look. I think the Mavs, maybe their moves aren't for this year. Uh, they did add a lot of defenders, which I liked a lot. Like they added James Johnson, who he can he can play. Uh, Wes, Wesley Awundu, another good defender to, pa- to like pair with Finney Smith. Uh, I think Porzingis is going to miss a little bit beginning of the year, so that's going to be tough. Dwight Powell is going to miss time beginning of the year. But um, I'm more looking forward to not really this year, because, uh, you know, Seth Curry's gone, too. They got Josh Richardson, though. I like Josh Richardson Yeah, and I think that's uh, a I like win. Josh Richardson a lot because great defender, young yeah. player. That's what they needed. Can hang on offense. Maybe and, and not Trey so much Burke, in Philly, like you but already have be Trey Burke. In, in, in Dallas. Yeah, you got Trey Burke. But, like, look, the main thing is they don't have a lot of money um, tied up next year. Exactly. So, like, Dude, who knows who's on that team? Giannis is going to be on that team next year. Who knows? Giannis. Who knows who's going to end up being in Dallas? And you know how Dallas is. Dallas will always find a way to get free agents to come. And if you're playing with Porzingis and Doncic, why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you go? What, low taxes in Dallas, in Texas as a whole? Um, 
yeah, you got to go through LeBron, but you're playing next to a top two guard, a top three guard, top four guard. I don't know where wherever you want to put Doncic. Uh, and and you're playing Maybe with a, one. a championship coach. Maybe number one. Yeah, I mean you can put him anywhere in there. So like this uh, year uh, they'll be better defensively. They'll take a step back offensively from that nasty mark they were putting up last year. But um, I'm just excited for Dallas. I mean Doncic is just going to keep getting better and better and better. It's funny. I was talking to uh, my friend just the other day, and uh, she is is not a big uh, sports fan. You know, but she was talking about some like guy who, because I don't watch cycling, right? So she was talking about some guy who just won the Tour de France, who's some rookie young shot or you super young guy. And I'm like, huh, like the Luka Doncic of cycling. You know what I mean? And I'm explaining, <laughs> and this is my opinion. I think you can make a case that Luka Doncic is the best basketball player in the world. Okay. And, okay. And he's going to win MVP. I, I don't think I can make that case. Yet, maybe not yet, but like, who knows? Who knows? I mean, sky's the limit for that guy. He's very young, but yeah, he's younger than me. Really? I'm pretty sure he's younger than me. How old um, are you now? What? I'm 23. Uh, then yeah, I think he is. Yeah, dude, this, this guy's 19. He's 1999. What the hell? Jeez. <laughs> That's I I. I still find that hard to believe. So I, I, it's like, it's believable, but it's like, man, I've really like passed that limit where like the rookies are like kids. Yeah. You don't want to meet Luka Doncic at the Ray. He'll, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I mean, I, I look at Dallas and I think that that team is going to contend for championships the next few years, depending on health. Cause like, Especially if they get Giannis, and that's all—that's a show for next year, right? But you look at this team. <laughs> that's it's a like, post-pandemic thing. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, Dwight Powell when he gets healthy, I love Maxi Kleba. Uh, Willie Cully Stein was like a sneaky good pickup for them. Even a guy like Tyler Bay is going to make their uh, defense better. He's a guy who can play the three or the four. The rookie out of Colorado, and uh, here's my scouting report on Bay. He's an overrated shooter. I don't care what the numbers say. Like, the guy looked hesitant when he had any crowd around him at all. And I think that he's going to have to really adjust his jump shot. Uh, But I do think he's an NBA ready defender. And so uh, it's a really good defensive team, uh, especially when you add Josh Richardson. They didn't need Trey Burke and uh, Seth Curry. You're not going to get Josh Richardson for Trey Burke, but. And, and, you know, Trey Burke's not the second-best three-point percentage shooter on his on uh, career shooting of all time like Seth Curry is, but Trey Burke's, like, a good instant offense. And he's he's a time. classic Rick Carlisle guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like the, 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 the Berea, every, every single, like, de- the Devin Harris. Yeah. Even Raymond Felton for, like, half a minute. Yeah. Uh, there's always like a point guard. It, it reminds me of like the Thibodeau Bulls, where there's always like the stupid backup point guard who like every few nights will drop 15, 20, and yeah. then they go to another team and they, they suck. But I, I like Trey Burke. I, I, I just think, I really think their defense is going to be so much better because they sucked at defense last year. They were yeah. pathetic on defense. And like Doncic, obviously, he's older, he'll get better. Tim Hardaway is never going to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> 
never, not ever. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, like, Porzingis at center, if he's willing to play some center a little bit more this year, and then Richardson, uh, Owundu, or Finney Smith, I think you end up having a, a competent defensive team. Yeah, I At least so. competent. At least competent. And I think that helps a lot. Take some pressure off Doncic. Let him hide a bit and then do whatever the heck he does on offense. What's their ceiling this year? Oh, man, who knows? Conference finals? Let's see how good Doncic looks coming out of the – but, like, honestly, I think I'm a little tempered right now uh, because of the Porzingis injury. I used to think that, like, oh, guy's injured. He'll come in 20 games into the season and he'll be great. I just – I don't think it ever happens. I feel like yeah. everybody's always – knocking off some rust and we don't know how COVID's going to affect the season this year with no yeah. bubble. Um, I don't know if they were healthy. I feel like I'd be higher on them, but I think it's going to be tough for, for Dantich and for the rest of these guys to do it all without Powell and without Porzingis for however long it takes those two guys to come back and how good they are when they come back. About 13 months ago, it was a very hot take. But I said Luka Doncic was going to average around 27, 7, and 7. He did closer to 29, 9, and 9. You know, this, this was coming off for, after a rookie of the year campaign. But, yeah, I think it's going to be like 32, 10, and 9 this year. Uh, I think that he's – Okay. I think he's going to be pretty good. And uh, you saw what he did against the Clippers, who had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And there were times when he bamboozled Kawhi Leonard who's like a historically good defender. And so um, it's going to depend on the rest of the guys knocking down shots. Mm -hmm. Cause they're kind of like the Rockets, like offensively sometimes when they put them all out on the perimeter and then Luka Doncic is pretty much your James Harden. Yeah. And it's going to be worse with when you're switching out guys like Seth Curry or yeah. Richardson, who isn't really as prolific um, still and then you've still down. got the you've still got the like Antarctica versus like desert Tim Hardaway, who literally is just like either god awful pathetic or making every shot he takes. I mean, the, that Clipper series was hilarious because he he'd he'd go from like 30, 20 to thirty points to like five, and it's like what happened? What happened, yeah. man? Yeah, and it's. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think he'll be back the next year. I'd like Hardaway though. No, no. I mean, I I feel like he's service. He's he's a good player, but like he's he's getting paid like fifteen million, sixteen million a year because of that ridiculous contract the Knicks gave him. Yeah. Do you want to squeeze in so some like, Bulls talk or wrap this one up here? Uh, I was actually going to say since we were talking about defense, something just popped back into my mind. I saw something about Derek White that like guarding like Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron, and a couple other guys, he, he held them to like 38% shooting this year, which is insane. I didn't think Derek White was, I, I knew he was a good defender, but I think, I didn't think he was like that other world. And like he, he led the league for guards and blocks. Wow. I don't know why it, it just popped back in my head that like he can lock up the best players. As a guard, he's an underrated player. Derek he's White. very, yeah, really underrated. Yeah, I, I, I just hope they don't trade DeRozan to the Lakers. <laughs> Once again, because I hate fans. the Lakers. 
yeah there's not enough space even but um I don't know. That just popped in my head. Bulls, just for the Bulls, I'm I'm optimistic. But I'm always optimistic, and I usually get burned. Yeah. What do you when you say optimistic? Do you mean about this year or down the road? Down the road this year, not like I'm not saying like optimism like playoffs. I'm saying like like I guess optimism for this year is more like Markinen bounces back. Okay. And has a competent coach that lets him do more than spot up. Okay. Uh, Wendell improves. I love the Patrick Williams draft. Really? Why do you love um, it? I, I, I like it because it fill, it fills a need that they that that's been kind of glaring on this iteration of the Bulls where like they don't have a wing a wing defender. Okay. Um, and honestly, it kind of it lets you stick with what they're building. If, okay. You know what I mean? Where it's like you know hopefully like down the line, if you're thinking like future, hopefully a starting lineup of like Kobe White, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, Larry Markkinen, and and Wendell Carter has both the offense and enough defense to hang. Okay. Uh, and I think Williams is just like, you need, you need a wing defender. I feel like it's too hard to win in the league today if you don't have a wing defender who can guard yeah. LeBron, who can guard Doncic, who can guard Paul George, who can guard Kevin Durant, who can guard Kawhi Clay Leonard. Thompson, who can yeah. guard all these, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, all these like the top wing players in the league. I feel like you need somebody like that. Okay. And Otto Porter, I can't wait till he's gone. That dude gets paid to literally be injured. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel we'll like see. he had. He had so many promising moments earlier in his career, but like, man, just injured, injured, injured. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if a team's willing to go into the luxury tax for him or if a team's just like uh, has the kind of space because it's just a huge contract. But it's very interesting to kind of look at because – yeah, they, they did need to get a lot better on perimeter defense. They did need to start using their players appropriately, especially Lowry Markkinen. So I'm I'm just still bitter about last year. Yeah. Like I'm still I'm still mad at the team. Let's put it that way. I'm so disappointed. I thought that they were gonna be uh flirting with a playoff spot. They were a joke. They- I mean, look, Jim Boylan's gone. Yeah. Gar packs are gone. Uh, I, I never want to buy in fully because Reinsdorf is still the owner. Oh. And uh, if we, if we want to see an example of Reinsdorf ruining everything, let's just look to the freaking uh, U.S. cellular <laughs> and see their uh, – Oh, guaranteed rate. Their, you uh, mean. Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's still U.S. cellular. In my, yeah, that, that's even better. I still just – like if Reinsdorf is there, I always feel like it's this, this some chance it gets messed up. But this will be I'm great radio be here. This I'm is a piece of old Comiskey Park. Ooh, that's actually really cool. Isn't that pretty cool? It's great because like it's a podcast, and you can totally you just use your you imagination. Can, look, yeah, exactly. It can be anything. Maybe like Adam is holding up like literally like I don't know, like a floodlight or something. Yeah. We didn't really, we didn't specify what it actually is. Yeah. I guess we're going to leave that up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, Abbas, it's uh, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. We'll have to have you back on soon. Uh, Any closing thoughts, remarks? I I need basketball, man. (laughs) Don't we all, (laughs) baby? I need basketball. A little basketball therapy. I, I like, I don't even look at the sports apps anymore. Uh, like when I open them, I'm like, what am I here for? What am I looking for? Yeah. Like football just doesn't have the allure this year. 
it really doesn't have the pull that it usually does since like I mean it's not like I'm watching with anybody I feel like that was always the main thing about football like you get in a group and you watch people yeah so, like I haven't done that once this year um, and yeah I just need basketball back I really need it back amen man amen uh, it, it'll be back soon and we just gotta stay patient uh, we have talked about 14 teams now in the uh, free agency check-in, so we'll keep them coming. Uh, definitely plenty of more interesting uh, scenarios to break down. But uh, as I said, man, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me.